when you're up against a hostile room of people who don't want to be there, you need real strategies that get results. Welcome to From Hostage to Hero, the show that gives you practical advice you can use right now in the courtroom, boardroom, or classroom. Learn how to move your unwilling audience to one that is invested in what you're saying, eager to participate, and engaged in the process. Learn from the attorney whisperer herself, your host, Sari Delamont. Well, welcome to another episode of From Hostage to Hero. Sari Delamont here with you, the attorney whisperer. And today I am so excited because we are talking about how to foster your voice. And we are here with Hostage to Hero resident vocal coach, Christy Foster. Welcome, Christy Foster. Thank you so much. So you are not only the resident vocal coach, you are also the, what are we calling you? Well, my official title is executive assistant thank to you. Sari Delamont. But you basically like run my whole life. Basically. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, but back in April, you came on as resident vocal coach in addition to that role, which has been very exciting for our members and for me personally. But tell us a little bit about what qualifies you to be a, a vocal coach. And then we'll talk a little bit more about vocal coaching and why these people listening today should know about it. Yeah. Well, I grew up in a singing um, household, grew up in music all all growing up, and then went to college and have a degree in vocal performance, a Bachelor of Music in Vocal Performance. Then I did a Master of Arts in Teaching. And then I eventually ended up running one of the largest regional youth theater companies here in the greater Portland-Vancouver metro area and um, started a private voice studio as well. So for the last 21 years, I have been running a private voice studio, mostly in musical theater. But then as we started working with our H2H clients, uh, it was clear that, wow, voice training and vocal development could really be a benefit to our yeah. attorneys. Yeah, so for sure, we floated the idea and and it took. Yeah, it, it has. <laughs> and that's why we didn't want to keep the secret of Christy Foster just for our H2H members. Although I will say right now, that may be the direction we're heading as the as the membership grows. So if you want to get in with Christy and you're not a part of the H2H crew, keep listening because we're going to tell you how to how to get some, some vocal coaching. Let's start by talking about something that I think is really um, confusing for, for some of our, our listeners. I've heard this over the years, which is when I say voice Voice is a nonverbal. Mm. They say to me, they go, what do you mean voice is nonverbal? There's words. So yeah. can you can you help out with, with that confusion? Yeah, well, chime in here too, because that's a huge part of your teaching as well. But uh, the actual words that we're saying is the verbal part. But how we say it, the tone that we use, the volume that we use, the placement of our voice... All of those things tie into how the message is received, mm -hmm. and therefore that's part of the nonverbal aspect. It's also very closely linked. It has to be closely linked with your facial expression and your body expression. So those three things working together are a nonverbal package. But it's so interesting that you say that because it, when you're on the phone, for example, the other two are missing, right? The facial expressions and whatnot, which makes voice even more important in those situations. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so voice is a nonverbal, which is partly one of the reasons we're talking about it since, you know, here what we do at From Hostage to Hero and Sorry DLM is help people with their nonverbal communication. So let's let's go into what is vocal coaching. Well, maybe let's start with why is vocal coaching needed? 
Why is this so important for people to literally tune in to their voice yeah. and and know what it's doing and and work on it? When you think about your life and the trajectory of your life, your voice has been with you from the very beginning. When you are born, the first thing that doctors listen for is the cry. They're mm. listening for your voice to indicate that life is happening, that neurotransmitters are firing and um, life has begun. And so your voice is the very first thing that starts, but then also at the end of life, we, we give tremendous weight to someone's final words and their final breath. We mark those moments. Mm. And as we think through all the in-between times, the crying with your girlfriends over a breakup, the laughing uh, with your family, the um, cheering for your kids at their games, the singing in church choirs or school choirs or plays, um, presenting in the courtroom, your voice is with you. Mm -hmm. And there's no reason why we should just communicate by accident. We talk a lot in H2H about communicating on purpose. The voice, while it is just intrinsic to who you are and your personality and how you develop, it's absolutely critical, especially for professional orators, to develop the skills to be able to unlock that full spectrum for themselves. Well, they really are professional orators, are are they yeah, not? Absolutely. I don't think that uh, many of our trial attorneys view themselves that way, but that's exactly that's what exactly they are. what they are. And, and your your voice is a signature in many ways. Yes. Of of who you are. Um, it's it's so interesting that you use the the example of baby cry because I just that was the first thing I was waiting for yep. after having I wouldn't say a high risk pregnancy, but after having two miscarriages yep. and then carrying the third to term, it was like man, I was just waiting everything to. For that, that moment, moment. Yeah. yes, of of looking to hear for that 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 voice. Talk to me a little bit about um, this communicating on purpose piece because you're absolutely right. You know, so many people say, you know, I just communicate non-verbally anyway. So what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> the point is, or they'll have the opposite. They'll say, Oh, you teach me how to communicate non-verbally. I go, Nope. Uh, you do it absolutely all the time. We we've been doing it since birth. But the point is to do it on purpose. Talk to me a little bit more about that in terms of the voice. Well, I mean, think about um, some of the relationships that you have in your life, maybe a spouse um, that maybe misunderstood, maybe the tone of your voice um, was in such a way that they misunderstood your message. That's on you, buddy. <laughs> so you better learn how to communicate. Did, did Kevin on... tell you to talk to me? <laughs> That's up to you to make sure that your intended message gets across to your audience and is received in the way that you intend. If you leave that up to chance, you're leaving the relationship up to chance Ooh, that's also. Good. That's a quote. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Absolutely. So so talk to me a little bit about what vocal, vocal coaching is. Yeah. So in a, in a typical voice lesson... Um, we break down the elements of respiration, phonation, resonance, and articulation. So that's how you breathe, and then how you use your voice is phonation, how you make sound. Mm. Um, so there's a little bit of understanding of the mechanics of the voice. And so many people don't know <laughs> the mechanics of how the breath works to pull the vocal cords together to create the vibration. That 
vibration moves into the resonating chambers, all in your cranium, in your mouth, in your nasopharynx. These are just kind of technical terms, laryngeal pharynx, oropharynx. That's where tone develops and becomes resonant and then comes through your mouth or through your nose, through uh, articulators, your teeth, your lips, your tongue. And so really coming to understand how those things work together and then added in with um, the face and the body. And that's what a typical vocal coaching session looks like. If the, if the voice is normal and natural, it's something that we're born with, just like nonverbal communication is something that we do from the very beginning. Why coaching? Why, why, why is it, why doesn't it work the way that it's supposed to work? You know, from, as we talked about, like the whole trajectory of your life, there are different messages that people receive through, um, kind of pointed moments. And all of those typically relate back to the voice. Think about, um, well, the awkward years of puberty when the male voice is changing and your voice cracks when you're trying to talk to a girl for the first time. That then becomes an emotional message and a mindset message that you make agreements with. And the saboteur, which we talk about all the time in H2H, is that's just fodder for the, for the saboteur voice to start to rule the day. Um, same thing with, uh, if you were embarrassed when you stood up for a speech and you, Mm. you stumbled on your words or you stuttered on, uh, on a phrase and somebody laughed, it's just these little innocuous moments that aren't monumental, but it's the minutia of life that relates back to these vocal moments that have formed, um, personality development and, um, in many ways can lock up the voice. And um, again, going back to that personality development in your, the culture of your home, say uh, maybe you were in a home where children should be seen and not heard. Mm. Well, that's going to stunt the vocal expression. Yeah. And then as you develop in your personality, maybe that develops into a more meek personality. When you think of a shy person, you don't think of this big bombastic voice you think of a soft and uh, quiet voice, maybe a little bit more breathy. And so the voice is intrinsic to how your personality has developed. And in those moments, the messages are being received to either help you unlock your voice or further oppress your voice. That's so huge because I think the same thing probably happens with nonverbal communication. Mm -hmm. You're probably told at some point in your life that you gesture too much or why are you doing that with your hands or you talk too much or you talk too fast or you talk too slow or and there there becomes this as you use your term this wounding that happens and you had said um, that in many ways that vocal coaching is a healing modality. I love that. Talk to me about that. Yeah, I I love that too. It's I love it because I get to be part of mm, the healing process. Yeah. It's such an honor to me and I just feel so privileged to journey through exploration of the voice with my clients. So yes, vocal coaching is um I believe a healing modality. First, healing yourself, recognizing um some of those previous wounds that have come in, messages, things that created some insecurities. All of that can be addressed in very practical, um, relatively easy skill-based learning. So you're not stuck. You don't have to be stuck Mm. in those places, those places that continue to create 
insecurity in your life, you can address that with some skill-based vocal coaching and create some healing for yourself by learning how to analyze and describe what you're hearing internally, working with a coach as to what they're hearing externally and coming to some reconciliation on that and really empowering yourself to move through those vocal insecurities. You were talking about that kind of using the external versus the internal. I can't remember exactly what you were saying, but talk to me about that. I thought that was so fascinating. Yeah. Well, when you think about uh, your voice, you are the only one that is hearing inside yourself. Oh, that's true. You also are the only one that has sensation. So I can't, I'm not feeling in my body when you speak. I don't feel anything. I, I can hear you and receive that emotionally feeling, but physically feeling things, you are the only ones hearing internally and having that layer of sensation. That layer of sensation is a bit of a filter that, that serves to help you define what you're hearing internally. So then when you hear yourself on a recording back, so many of my clients say, I don't, I hear myself, you know, on a deposition or something. And I think, Oh gosh, I hate my voice. Mm. Well, really it's, uh, that it's different than what they expected because they're used to an internal sound. And so then when they finally hear themselves externally, it's not bad. We all love their voice, but it's different than what they're used to. So yeah. part of vocal coaching then is trying to redefine what are you hearing internally? What are you feeling? And then what am I hearing externally? And let's reconcile those two things together mm. and get them partnering so that you can learn to trust what you're hearing internally is actually being received in a pleasing manner to those listening externally. I think so many people are just unaware yeah. of, uh, we talk a lot about that in terms of nonverbal intelligence, that not, the first level is awareness. And so that's why in the H2H crew, we give video assignments, right, to post to the to the group. Um, yes, to get the group formed and people to get to know each other, but more often it's because we have no awareness of what we look like on video. Yep. And what you're saying here is that we have very little awareness of what we sound like or why we sound the way that yeah. we that we do and how to change those things. Yeah. Well, and the second part of this healing modality really is reconciling the the mo the mind and the body mm, together. Yeah. The body does all kinds of things that we're unaware of, which is why we do videotaping. Um and it's important to have the mind then be engaged so that through imagination we then can learn to channel the voice into different um, resonating places and choose how we want to communicate. On the other flip side, though, the body also holds wisdom. We talk about that a lot, too. Mm -hmm. And so there are things that the body does naturally that are good things. The body knows how to breathe correctly. The body knows how to speak with a supported tone. It's our mind, then, that gets in the way as we're holding tension from our day, emotional trauma, I hate my voice. Yep, yep. All those messages that we talked about earlier. So as part of the healing modality, vocal coaching is part of helping the mind and the body reconcile and heal to each other. 
Well, as you know, you know, my business didn't take off until I added the mindset component yeah, that's right. because skills on their own are not enough, right? It's, it's, it's really recognizing why we are communicating the way we are, what is holding us back, what are those thought patterns? And so it's, it's so lovely to hear that the vocal coaching is also doing that. And I love the, the healing piece of it too, because we always tell our trial attorneys that tr- trial law is a healing profession. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the third part of the this healing modality is healing to the world. You stand on the side of the right. Mm-hmm. You are the voice for the people that don't have a voice. You are the one that will stand up for them. Mm-hmm. And you you win not by brute strength in the courtroom. Nobody cares how much you can bench press when you're standing <laughs> in the courtroom. You win by your voice. Yes. How you communicate and how you represent yourself and others through your voice. Well, the more you talk, the more it just sounds ridiculous that a trial lawyer would not want vocal coaching because, I mean, they literally are the voice of the community, of the plaintiff, of the side of the right. And why wouldn't you want to get that right? Uh, Something that's really uh, interesting to me is the difference between how men and women view their voices. We were having a great conversation over dinner before we started podcasting about this. And I said to you that I think, and not just in vocal coaching, but in general, that oftentimes when women seek out help, communication help, vocal coaching help, they come from the place of there's something wrong with me, Mm. where men tend to come from the place of I want to learn more. I want to be Mm -hmm. better. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I hadn't put the pieces together until you said that. But once you said that, and I reflected back on the people that I've worked with in vocal assessments and in my vocal coaching, I think you're spot on or really on to something there. Because the women that are coming in, they're trying to um, develop a little bit more gravitas in their voice. Mm-hmm. They want to have a little bit more weight in their voice so that they can be heard and feel like... Um, they're validated. Mm-hmm. Taken seriously. Yeah. Whereas the men that I'm working with, um, some are want those things as well, of course. But for the most part, it's that their voice is fatiguing or they're told that they mumble and they can't be understood all the way. So I think you're right. There is a layer of wanting to improve versus something's wrong with me messages. I think partially it's because of how we're socialized, of Mm. course. You know, women are not, women who speak with authority are not yet totally accepted in our society. And so oftentimes when we talk about, for example, the authoritative voice pattern that curls down at the Mm -hmm. ends of statements, lots of times when women will use that voice pattern, they will hold their breath or, 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 or not breathe well, and that creates this angry-sounding tone That's versus right. an authoritative tone. Um, sometimes we, even when they're breathing fine, they're still not accepted, which, of course, we say, keep doing it. Yep. We, somebody's got to go first. But I just, I just find that fascinating. Yeah. How do you think vocal coaching will help uh, female attorneys particularly? Well, it's not so much about wanting to train them to take on a totally different voice. Yes. Because as you were saying, that's not helpful. Right. And actually would sabotage them. Mm-hmm. It would put them into a, um, a place where their vocal cords are not designed to function in that way and actually could create some damage. Mm. So the work that I do with people that are wanting to create some gravitas and um, a little bit more of a serious authoritative tone in their voice, that all relates back to how they're breathing and then how they're using that breath. Um, for their phrasing, for tone placement, 
So I can still be speaking in my range. This is my normal speaking range, but I can move my tone back just a little bit as opposed to moving my tone forward. Mm. So depending on where I want my voice to be for those heavier moments, I can create a little bit heavier of a tone when I want something to land. Mm. I haven't taken on a man voice, you know? <laughs> Thank God. So, right. So I'm still speaking within my natural range, but I'm able to tone, create some tone color. Yeah. Um, Great way That will it. just bring a little bit more depth and richness to the tone. On the flip side, though, I have to be able to get that brighter tone for those critical moments when you're wanting to pace through, give a list of things and really get to a point, you need a pointed tone. Mm -hmm. And then when you want some weight, you move the tone back. I call so, that my preachy voice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I get preachy. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So being able to unlock all the quadrants of the voice, all the, uh, the forward and back range, the highs and lows, that's your pitch range, the volume, how you use your air when you are speaking louder, you express your air. When you speak softly, you compress your air. Mm. So understanding the mechanics of that puts you at choice. You can then choose how you need to communicate in that moment for that specific phrase throughout your trial experience. Well, and that's that's back to communicating on purpose. Yes. Now, speaking of trial and trial experience, one of the things that we, we work with our trial attorneys quite a bit on, particularly in storytelling, is this concept of range, which you were just touching on. How does vocal coaching help someone well, first of all, I want you to talk about what range is and what we mean by that. And how does vocal coaching help with expanding your range as yeah. a storyteller, particularly? Yeah. Well, in H2H, we talk a lot about, and on the podcast, you all have heard us talk about authoritative versus approachable tone of voice um, for opening rule, for teaching section, um, even for challenges. And then, well, what, you know, all those, the devil's you, advocate. Devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That's the phrase I'm looking for. But when you get to storytelling, a lot of those concepts kind of go out the window mm -hmm. and you start to, not the word wanting to put on a Broadway play, but you are trying to represent the various characters within your story. Mm -hmm. And you'll do that with your voice, your face, and your body. So figuring out within your natural voice, how can you nuance it to be able to represent the various players within your story. Um, so that's why vocal development is important in that because um, each of those will need a different aspect. When you have an older gentleman, again, I'm not gonna take on a man voice, but I'm maybe going to range it, mm -hmm. affect my range a little bit, a little bit lower and a little bit further back. If I have a young a young woman that's maybe in a, um, maybe fragile or mm -hmm. um, a vulnerable state, I would want to represent this way, like move my tone a little bit more forward, a little bit more on the breath. So that's where range comes into play. And in vocal coaching, we really explore getting to extremes. As we often talk about, you have to practice bigger mm -hmm. than what you actually need. Um, because when nerves kick in, when things are on the line and pressure hits, everything reduces and you tend to 
withdraw a little bit and you put up your own boundaries and barriers to preserve, to protect yourself. And so we practice really big exploring all those quadrants, really wanting to get super bright, really wanting to get super dark, getting high, getting low, getting loud, getting soft. Sorry for the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> um, exploring the extremes of all those ranges will then help you in the moment to just be able to nuance because you fully explored how to do it. You know, what made me think when you were speaking is that it's so much more powerful to convey through your voice sadness mm. than saying in a story, she was she sad. Cried. Yeah. <laughs> right. She was sad. Yeah. It just so activates the jury's emotions to actually see it or hear it in this case um, presented yeah. versus just telling them this emotion happened. Storytelling is so powerful. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is. We've it, seen it in our Absolutely. It just draws people in where they are just on the edge of their seats. They're holding their breaths, just waiting for what's going to happen next. They're mm -hmm. so drawn in. Storytelling is powerful. I mean, generations of history passed down through storytelling. Yes. Far more than written words. And that that's all the voice. Okay, so if our trial attorneys are like, well, I might want to check this out, but is she going to make me sing a song? Like, <laughs> they can bring in stories and have oh, you absolutely. work on range or bring in, you know, and, and what's the great thing about this is that you're so familiar and know it upside down and for, forwards and backwards, the H2H method, that you can help them with where they are and know you're not going to consult with them on a case, but you can know what it is they're attempting to do and help them from the vocal perspective, yes? Yeah, yeah that's right. I, I joke with people that are coming in for their uh, vocal assessment. I'm not here to make you the next Broadway star unless that's the next course of action that you want to take. <laughs> then we can talk about that. But your singing voice is your speaking voice. It is the voice. It is mm -hmm. your voice. So in a vocal assessment, I do a little bit of singing because I. Uh, it's helpful for me to hear an elongated tone mm -hmm. in order to have time to develop the descriptors mm -hmm. and for the person to feel what that tone is mm -hmm. and for them to develop the descriptors for it. So we do just a little bit of singing-ish exercises, mm -hmm. vocal vocal work. That's part of that phonation and resonance process. Um, but it is all in service to the speaking voice. So before we tell them how to connect with you and to get a vocal assessment, um, give us a tip that they can take um, to get started on their journey toward better, what are we calling this, vocal, not vocal health, but vocal presence. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Well, this is going to seem simple. Um, because we do it all day long and that's breathing, mm -hmm. but it's not always easy, <laughs> but Sometimes that's right. Simple is not always easy. That's right. So here's, uh, something that everybody can do. And I recommend that they should do is when you go to bed at night or lay down whenever you lay down, I don't care. Um, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe in the middle of the day yeah, you do you, that's fine. <laughs> No judgment, but you'll put one hand on your, on your chest. And I'm, I'm demonstrating this like you can see me, but, um, it's, I can see you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's high on my chest up by my clavicles. So kind of in between my clavicles, high on my chest there. The other hand then is in the lower abdominal muscles. So just under the belt line. So when you lay down, put your, uh, bend your knees. So your feet are flat and just put your hands there and relax. 
don't do anything. Don't be intentional about anything. Just sit there and breathe and reflect on your day and meditate, pray, whatever you want to do. Just lay there and breathe. Then bring some awareness to how you are breathing. You'll discover that your body naturally wants to breathe in the lower abdominal muscles. Those are the muscles that we will develop in vocal coaching for getting that low, steady breath that will be the foundation for how you create your tone and how your tone then resonates. So your this is a, one of those cases of how the body holds wisdom. The body knows how to do this. Mm-hmm. So this is your opportunity to just tap into that and let it do its thing. While you're laying there, then once you recognize that low breathing, try breathing into that upper hand. Try to get that upper hand to raise. I tell you, it will feel very uncomfortable. That's just not how it's designed to go. You won't like it. So then when you stand up the next morning, you go to the bathroom, you brush your teeth, stand in front of the mirror, put your hands back up, and just try to replicate that low, slow abdominal breath. Mm activate those muscles and just notice, just bring awareness to it. The next time you're passing a mirror, stop, breathe, just bring awareness. Eventually that will start to become habit and you'll release the tension across your chest and bring power into your abdominal muscles for breathing. Lovely. Absolutely lovely. Well, if you want to have a free vocal assessment with Christy. You can do that by going to fromhostagetohero.com and clicking on the services tab. And there you will find a Christy free vocal assessment. Click on that. They'll have open times when Christy's available. She's very popular. So you may not be (laughs) able to get something right away, but grab one of those. And what will happen at that vocal assessment? Yeah. So we'll start with, I'll ask you to describe your voice. What do you hear? I want to tap into that internal listening sense. Also, what messages have you received about your voice? Do you come from any music background? It's okay if you don't. Um, Lots of my clients and people that I've been doing assessments with don't come from any kind of musical background, but it's fascinating for me to know that because I'm a singer. Um, And so we'll kind of explore explore that a little bit. I'll ask you some questions about, um, do you have allergies or, um, any spine or neck issues, alignment kind of things, um, acid reflux. Uh, we'll just kind of go through a, a quick little medical history there. Then we'll work on breathing and I'll assess how you're breathing. We'll talk about breathing and then I'll have you do another one and assess after. So we'll do a little bit of coaching in there and give you some skills to walk away from. Um, walk away with, (laughs) you know, don't walk away from them, uh, walk away with, and then we'll do, um, some resonance work, phonation work. So we'll do some scooping. This is kind of that singing section. Mm -hmm. Then I'll ask you to make all kinds of weird sounds, kind of abstract reasoning to see where you nat your natural creativity sits. Mm. Where do you naturally just want to explore in your voice? And then we'll, I'll talk about that. Sometimes we'll do a a reading. Some people come in thinking, oh, I sound too nasal. So we'll do a a reading activity that will assess, are you truly hyper nasal or hypo nasal or totally normal? 
Then we'll work on some diction exercises and see um, speed of diction um, and along with volume. How is your diction impacted by volume and by speed? Then we'll set some goals. If we were to continue with vocal coaching, um, here's what I would want to work on. Here's some things that I could see us attacking right away and um, and get you moving towards vocal development. So they were they will leave with yeah. something to work on. Yeah, they'll have a whole, it's basically a, a vocal lesson. I mean, it's a, it's a complete vocal assessment. Wonderful. And then at the very end, we'll talk about, you know, cost and expectations for if they want to continue. Wonderful. So there's absolutely no reason not to do no this. No reason. We've walked you through what to expect. We know you lawyers like that. So thank you, Christy. Yeah. For being you, you're fabulous. You run Thank the show you. and now you're out front doing all this great vocal stuff. And Christy will be doing more in the H2H crew. So that gives you another reason to join the crew. While you're at from hostage to hero.com, you can go ahead and add yourself to the wait list to be notified when we open again because you'll see Christy more in there as well. But for now, make sure you go to fromhostagehero.com and click on services to set up your free assessment with the fabulous Christy Foster. Thanks well, for being here today. And like we said, at, I said at the very beginning, it is such an, a deep privilege and an honor to be able to explore the human voice. It can be a vulnerable process and I am here for it. Mm. I want to be in in the process and um, it's it's just a, a powerful, beautiful um, time together. So please come do a free vocal assessment. It's an honor to me and I would just be delighted to get to explore your voice with you. Yay. Yay. All right. Thanks, Christy. And thanks everybody for being here. We'll talk next week. Thanks for joining me today. If you benefited from what we talked about or just want to let me know you enjoy the podcast, go ahead and leave me a review on whichever platform you use to listen to From Hostage to Hero. Add a comment and I just might give you a shout out on an upcoming episode. In the meantime, head over to fromhostagetohero.com to order your copy of my book, From Hostage to Hero, Captivate the Jury by Setting Them Free. And to get on my mailing list, I send out trial tips and encouragement right to your inbox every single week. And while you're there, make sure you join the waitlist to become an H2H crew member when we reopen. We only open a few times each year and you do not want to miss out. I look forward to our time together in next week's episode. Talk then.